Good evening, welcome to Racket. We are in the room with the Lampy tonight. Russ, you're right. Adam, hello. Hi. Hello. And introducing our guest. Mr. How James Hine. Mr. James Hine. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Good. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. What are you drinking? Uh, old ale. Harvey's. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. I like an ale. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, you're a Lampy, and uh, you've been in the game for, well, many years. How long? Uh, rock and roll, probably 15 years uh, before that, corporate, and, uh, well, free parties, raves. Oh, uh, the good was, times, eh? Hey, the the good of, times. Uh, yeah. Wow. Is that oh, how you fell into it, then? Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask you some questions about that. Hmm. I mean, before that, musician at school lots of us were mm-hmm. um played in pub bands and that sort of thing but um what'd you play uh bass mandolin quite Yay, bass, quite, player. Quite, bass player quite <laughs> folky in our waves we were um don't know if you remember a band called the dharmas who were from hastings they were yeah. our sort of that was our vibe it wasn't we weren't anywhere near as good as oh, we right, were, right, right. but that hmm. was our where were you brought up then where were uh, you Ken, from are you a cowboy? Yeah, just oh, outside okay. of Ashford. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Quite posh, no? No? Did you have a pony or no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my house backed onto Lord Braeborn's deer park. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's... Uh, of course it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Kent. Got nice. the accent, but nothing else, unfortunately. Uh, mm. Yeah. And is that where the party scene sort uh, of... Uh... Yeah, so we... Um, I was in bands with various people but um one give us an era quickly so the time reference for our listeners uh time reference uh sort of era guess, we're talking, 80s. uh no later than that um sort of 90s early 90s mid 90s mm-hmm. um yeah a bit late you know it was probably born too late rather than too early you mm-hmm. know some people feel that they were born out of a at yep. the time, I was definitely born too late, if, if that's a feeling. Um, <laughs> I, a lot of the friends that I had when I was growing up were older than me, so yeah. I was always hanging around with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, who could get you into pubs? Who could get me into pubs? <laughs> well, the thing was, you know, I was in bands with people who were older, and so you right. were sort of turning up and doing a gig, and because you were going in with either people who were 18, you know, you were 14, it was just, you know, one of the people. I had, my, mm. uh, had my, my, my 18th birthday at my local three times before <laughs> yeah. I was 18. Um, yeah. so. Actually, I remember my, my first paycheck was when uh, the, the guy realised I was too young to be working there. <laughs> I just need to put some details in. And Oh. <laughs> yeah, band I was playing with didn't have a PA system. You know, I had a bit of money from putting it aside because I wasn't drinking and wasn't driving and all that. So I bought a little PA system and, uh, yeah, so I was doing doing that as well as playing, but found myself eventually doing the PA bit more than the playing. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, turned up to one gig to find that there was another bass player. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you can start, oh, you can start, you can start the PA if you like. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, no worries. Well, you know, it's like, fuck it, you know. I ended up enjoying that. was kind that. of a subtle way of Yeah, that. absolutely. I ended up enjoying, enjoying doing that more than I enjoyed playing. And that's kind of been a, um, uh, a thing that kind of put me into... Got you into being in the backstage this, rather yeah, than the front of the stage. Yeah, because I yeah. took a lot more pleasure in, you know building something and, you know, working in the background. Than, I think there's than a lot of people in the industry who were in bands before. I guess yeah. you know quite a few. I know I do. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it does seem to be a step. And they go, you know, I think forward to going backstage rather than being on stage. We have a thing in this programme 
is like, you know, we go and set up a fantastic show and then some bastards come along for a couple of hours and ruin, <laughs> ruin it. Ruin it all. <laughs> yeah, this is our thing. On, mm-hmm. you know. I have heard the same said about festivals, but it's the punters that ruin it. Rather than yeah. The great unwashed. <laughs> it's all very nice until, you know, like everyone's friendly and yeah, everyone gets yeah. all. Yeah, they open the door. <laughs> the great unwashed come in and, uh, yeah, then you have three days of interestingness and then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a nice leisurely load out after mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah. Anyway. So you start off a sound engineer, and then God, you made that jump. Yeah, so sound was more. Never really got into lights at that point. Um, had a little PA system, was doing bands, you know, engineering for other people. What was the system? Oh, it was absolute dog shit. It was yeah. just you know, <laughs> cobbled together. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> definitely. Uh, you could definitely have more fun with those. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, played with the mates' band. The older brothers were doing parties, free parties, um, and so they sort of like, oh, come on in, you know, we'll do, do, do a gig with them, and then suddenly, oh, we've got another gig next weekend, but we don't need the band, yeah. you know, we just need the sound system. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, yeah, okay. Um, so you got point, to fire them. <laughs> it all came back around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, at that point, uh, yeah, I had a little van and, you know, was still, still at school, 17, um, but yeah, doing band gigs and bits and pieces then yeah left school didn't have any direction so uh my uh, brother-in-law well my future brother-in-law my future ex-brother-in-law <laughs> confused i know yeah, i yeah. am <laughs> yeah future ex-brother-in-law um worked at a hotel and he had a av company that you know did flip charts and ohps and tellies and slide projectors and that right. sort of thing and he was like oh you know you should go and work for them so he gave me a contact went and worked for them Quite, it was national company all right um and they had a little depot in the town i grew up near and uh yeah they uh like i said one van one guy there i was the second member of staff in mm. that place and yeah they only had like bose 802s and like power stations and mm-hmm. you know flip charts ohps <laughs> big ass tvs it was before plasmas were <laughs> right. thing, really Amen. Right. so slipping them cathode around, ray tubes yeah. Yeah. and uh setting them up in hotels and things but <clears> it meant there was a van <clears> another van and more pa Mm-hmm. So, you know, used to steal that and go off and do your own things thing. in the evenings and weekends. Yeah. So they were quite cool with it. You know, you're on call every now and again. So, uh, you know, brilliant. If you're on call, you may as well have the van. And uh, if you're in the middle of a wood somewhere with a big rave going on, then you can't answer your phone. So fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Moved up through their ranks, started doing conferences and shows rather than just. Pardon me, getting all the burps now. That, this is it. Now we edit those in. Yeah. Doing, yeah. Shows, that sort of thing, uh, corporate product launches. You know, uh, they had some big banks that they used to. Do. Did you? Can you honestly say you enjoyed it? Oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very pleased you said that. Got, got me into Europe. Got me touring around. Uh, you know, the flies around. Uh, did loads of shows in Barcelona and you know Berlin and right. uh, Czech Republic. Uh, also got into different things like video. They bought an LED wall. That was the first time I'd. I'd seen and touched an LED wall. Right. Um, little did I know how much I'd be touching LED walls <laughs> since that moment. But at the time, it was it was you know 120 kilos a square meter. I was going to say, what, what, what um, kind of uh, era was this? Was Mitsubishi OG10 uh, was the product, and it was you know like six inches deep. You know, it was a meter. <laughs> it was fat. Meter, well, yeah, it took four ridiculous. people to lift. But they did um, they did like the uh, screens for the skiing. Um, competitions and snowboarding things. Oh, wow. So, so we actually had you know the, these things choppered up the slopes, 
in massive cargo nets under under these little choppers to get to the wow. to the oh, shit. And that was, you know, that was quite yeah. That's you know, cool. That we was like very that. cool. Yeah, um, that is cool. But, um, yeah, different loadings, you know, snowmobile rather than uh, yeah, 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 rather than straight out the back of the van into a, into a venue. <laughs> into a venue for sure. Well, you skipped a big pack. I don't know if you skipped a, from the free party part of things well, uh, to jumping into being a lampy and working <sighs> with video screens. Yeah, because um, the free party stuff, you must have some stories there. I mean, again, uh, so I was in a little crew known as Tango, and we used to do little parties. You know, we we did, uh, we you know we went. Went out of our areas, you know. We used to go to like places like came down here, did one on Shore and Beach. Right. Do, Are the police you know, still looking for you? Or, uh, uh... <laughs> probably not. We did uh, the Exodus. <laughs> we did went up to Exodus in Luton. Uh, right. Did some things up there. Just ran a little cafe and uh, you know little little thing at the uh, Free the Spirit Festival in. Whenever it was, um, <laughs> yeah. We were more fields and uh, and beaches than 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 squats and right, you know, right, we right. went squats and but yeah, it was it was more. It was more of an outdoor life, that one. And right. uh, because we all had like nine to fives, it wasn't fully immersed in the, you know, in the. Uh, you didn't all live together, like nah, you say. No, no, there's no, there's none, no, none of that going on. Holding, holding, holding everything down at the same time, you know, just like. Right. Yeah. So a flirtation rather than a full immersion, let's say. <laughs> uh, Very well put. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely, lovely. Are you right? making any money off this? Oh, free no, parties this, this was just exactly. fun. Just yeah, absolutely. Fun, yeah. There was no, you know, bucket goes around for a bit of fuel or run a bar, but yeah, mm. there was never, yeah, it was a bunch of mates, really, that's the thing. Mm. And we're still good friends and most of the DJs still, you know, still play even though we're sort of spread to the winds and yeah. So I want to know more about this. Um, uh, some of these loadings in these uh, peculiar mountain um, areas. So uh... within that corporate company, there was there was a lot of sound guys. There was a lot of video guys. There weren't many lampies. Mm. So it was like, what do you want to do? Well, there's an obvious hole here. You know, I'll fit into that. And so I started doing lights a bit more. E- and it was easy because you throw up a truss, you put six lights on it, you sit down with your book, you know, mm-hmm. and then you sit there for 12 hours. Lights go on. <laughs> yeah. Are you oh, allowed to say video, that? <laughs> lights go down. And it was just, you know, easy. And that's, uh, yeah. It was harder graft at the beginning, you mm. know. It was Well, you learnt your craft, obviously. Yeah. Mm. And uh, well, neatness. What, what kind of lights are you uh, using at this point? Are these movers or are these no, uh, just no, cans? No, no, Good old, uh, yeah. Uh, profiles, Fresnels, you know yeah. that sort of thing. Maybe you know, uh, was there for the sort of like the first first incantation of LEDs coming in. So you know, used to have ground rows of of you know linear floods, and so yeah, saw LED come in as a you know suddenly you had these really smart little digital things that were lightweight and didn't melt your set when you had drapes <laughs> and things. Yeah, so. we miss that catting stages on fire when the lights yeah. are too close, don't we? Yeah, spots that can burn a hole through a curtain. Of well, you, st- you still get that now, actually. Some of the yeah. new, uh, yeah, some of the LEDs now are so fucking powerful. I know um, uh, there's a thing with, um, what's it, over in uh, Worthing, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I won't say the name of the company, but yeah, he managed to, <laughs> managed to got these new lights in. We're like, bloody hell, they're bright. About 10 minutes later, we realised he's burnt through the back of his stage and had like the, 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 uh, the wind net on the back of the stage. It just cut straight through it. So yeah, you have to keep them moving. <laughs> Don't let them sit still. Or That's you can a light good question. Cigarettes I mean, have you come across any like major calamities in your career? Mm. Something that highlights where something's gone wrong? <laughs> I mean, 
No, of course that's not. Someone else did. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 When the Sharpies first came out... Um, oh, they're hot. They, they are. Uh, yeah, a certain LD managed to melt the keys on uh, Orbital's laptop <laughs> MacBook. <laughs> like, we're doing a, a, a gag, whereas um, uh, we didn't have many Sharpies, so just, you know, brand new and everything. And mm. So he thought, get a load of laser bounce mirrors and put them all over the kit. Wow. And create like a cage of lights, you know, Fantastic. so bounce bounce lights between. But what he'd do is he'd, he'd bring up his preset from the last gig. So the lights would be pointing, you know, random positions based on where we were yesterday. And uh, then he'd walk onto the stage with his little remote and start tweaking them around and, you know, lining them up and lining every bounce mirror up. And I mean, he took this into festivals. It was a stupid idea, you know, trying to. <laughs> <laughs> now it's good. Great, great idea, great problem. idea, but, you know, like. So, yeah, and in the time that it took him for, to walk from front of house to the stage, uh, he had a, you know, flapping backline tech going. Turn the lights off! Turn the lights off! You've melted the keys. I think he lost the like the D key on the on the MacBook that was running Ableton. It was like, oh, better not do that. It's like yeah. the, the the boys it's were a great. Pretty they key were, piece they, of kit as well. Paul, yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul was, as long as they don't need a D in the middle of the show. Pretty philosophical, a bit philosophical. About it, it was like, look, you haven't melted the synths that are really hard to replace. You've remelted, you know, the, you know, as long as you're not burning my, my synths, yeah. you're yeah. fine. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that with Orbital, you say? Yeah. How how long do you uh, spend with those guys? Uh, so the reforming in 2012 onwards. I did the the wonky tour of stage management. Um, and then I've done bits and pieces since uh, as a lampy. Um, and uh, yeah, looked after production on a few gigs for Jamie when he couldn't do it. So yeah, but yeah, since since 2012, mm. yeah. In in fact, the the I didn't even realise I was offered the gig. I was uh, driving the LD to a a thing a Brits after show party, and uh, yeah. So he was on the phone, turned down the radio, you know, gave him the thumbs up, and apparently he was asking me if I wanted to be stage manager for it. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> didn't even realise. Was just like yeah, 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 yeah brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd ask me. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, we had a good year, well, most of the year with them uh, on that. And, uh, yeah, still part of the family, which is mm. nice. So, you know. What's well, a Brighton-based family. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the, 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 the tour bus picks up from the, the dome. Fantastic. <laughs> Drops the boys off at their houses, and luckily I lived near near. Just around the corner. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I used to get. It's the closest pick up and drop off I've ever had of a bus. Right. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a couple in the wagon and horses. Yeah. Run into Pompoco's, get a takeaway, and jump on the bus every <laughs> Friday night. Go off and do or Thursday night. Go off and Dreams do. Dreams do come true. Yeah, go off and do a few festivals. You know, come back and yeah, almost dropped off outside your house, which nice. is uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. So um, something we've asked everyone else. You, you've uh, been on a few tour buses, I guess. One or two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Got to be some juicy stories. Uh, I mean, you know, what, what goes, goes on the bus stays yeah, on the bus. Yeah. We know that. I mean, uh, we know that. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always a few. Have you, have uh, you had? How about passport control and stuff like getting through borders? Walk of shame, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You must have had some <laughs> situations. Someone's left their passport in the hotel room, and I've, I've, I've woken up. I've been I've been woken up by somebody shouting Ashford up the stairs, and uh, got off the bus and 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 jumped on the train to get back here because it's a lot faster than going into mm. London and coming back out. But then realised only once I was on the train that I wasn't wearing the same clothes <laughs> that I was wearing the day before, and I didn't remember going through passport control. All I remember is going to sleep on the well 
I remember getting on the bus in Germany. There's a reason you were sleeping quite heavily. And I, 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 I remember waking up just outside of Ashford in a different set of clothes. And I have, uh, yeah, Glenn from SSE to thank for the uh, for getting me there, basically. Yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah but um, yes. At least you were dressed. I mean, you could have yeah, just yeah, walked yeah, out naked just, and gone, yeah, shit. Dumped me there. But yeah, I, I, there's a, a big blank. One shoe. There's a big blank between. Out of your life, Missy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, there's some good buses and there's some bad buses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's, yeah. I've had definitely. Well, luckily, the 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 level of touring that I do um, as a lampy that doesn't flash lights, um, I should point out, um, part of the whole not wanting to be in the limelight is not even wanting to be near the limelight. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't take any pleasure in in flashing light shows. I find that there's a a, a, a niche that I've carved for myself is the touring butler. Right. Like, okay, you know, that's I've, a nice um, title. Uh, yeah, I look after people. Right. You know, give them a lighting rig to flash, make it all nice mm. and pretty, bring them a coffee, and then, uh, you know, once it's done, put it all down, put it on the bus. But it's looking after somebody as well. It's, um, sure. Who's your favourite? Got any favourites? I've worked on Underworld with Hayden Crookshank for probably the longest. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've, they're the ones that look after me the best. Um, certainly they've... Uh, they, they're, they're absolutely... As a band... They're absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. If, if they fly business, you fly business. If they're staying in a nice hotel, you're staying in a nice hotel. Um, the people that work with them have worked with them for donkeys, like, um, you know, 20, 30 years. Um, I think that's what you find a hell of a lot, mm. isn't it? There's a lovely camaraderie yeah. and yeah. A, a massive friendships build up. And mm. I was it's very fortunate. as well, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 I was very fortunate to stumble into them at the start of my sort of rock and roll career. Um, well, let's find out. We, you've jumped out of uh, corporate. Yeah. <laughs> How the hell did, did you know that? Uh, well, through through the corporate work, I met a lot of freelancers. Um, right. uh, notable ones, Dave Fletcher, um, or Fletch as he's known. Um, he went full-time with Colour Sound, who's a, um, a project manager there for, for a, you know, over a decade. Um and uh, yeah, he just phoned me up once and was like, "Look, Jim, I've got this really shit festival gig. You know, it's really shit. It's really terrible money. I'd understand if you said no. <laughs> you like, you, don't, really well. you, don't, you, you probably don't want to do it. You know, it's going to be really like you know, it's camping. The catering's awful. And you know, you I'm sorry, I called minutes. you. Bye. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I understand if you say no, but you know, if you want to do it, just you know, like you know, we got a space and uh, like, all right, okay, was, uh, was, yeah, yeah, Glastonbury dance tent. Um, oh wow. So it's like. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a go. Uh, mm. Turned out that I wasn't in the well in the dance tent. Um, I was uh, <laughs> in a field by yourself, right up Ex- in the naughty corner, <laughs> shoved up, you know, Shangri La, cross <laughs> on Earth end. Um, oh, the uh, the one that goes all fucking night. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, with 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 six lights in a tiny little stage. That you know, it was it was, but it was great. Um, One hundred and eighty decibels constantly. No, it was it was it was, uh, it was enough to not make me you know hate it. Um, but yeah, that was that was sort of. Yeah, first first job for Colour Sound, um, and uh, yeah, uh, met Hayden, who I, I mentioned earlier, um, and uh, he sort of was like, he had a, there was a problem in one of the dance tents. There was a, a truss that needed to go up with a centre point on it, and there was a projector that needed to fly on it, and the riggers had gone, and I had a harness with me, so I was just like, well, you know, just go and put the chain in for you. you know, so I climbed up, put a bridle in. He's like. Oh, he's, you know, a handy one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that same weekend, the uh, the guy who uh, was his tech on Underworld um, 
enjoyed himself a little bit too much and 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 didn't get back for a uh, a couple of days a couple of days yeah <laughs> and um uh yeah when he didn't surface for a couple of days i got a phone call saying so do you want to be on a bus tomorrow can you be on a bus tomorrow wow uh, uh, for a month of going around Europe with underworld. Well, well, kids, there's a story, isn't yeah. it, eh? Mm, and a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Paul Toby, unfortunately, uh, rest his soul, he, he, um, he's no longer with us. But, um, yeah, oh, he, well. he, he kind of regretted that one uh, for a long mm. time afterwards. There was definitely a, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. So that's a couple of the bands. You've had Orbital, you've had um, uh, Underworld. Um, any, anyone else that you um, care to uh, name drop? Sorry, I'll just get the clinking out. Yeah, no, 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 that's yeah, fine. That stays it's in. It's all part of the racket. It's all part of the ambiance. The racket, yeah. <laughs> exactly yes. right. Um, oh, I've made good money, a good living out of mid-90s sort of dance. So Groove Amada are another right. regular um, when they're about. Uh, yeah. Do you have a favourite band oh, other than oh, Underworld? That's, that's, I mean, a, like, that's a tough one to do. That's isn't isn't I mean, <laughs> you said you loved Underworld already, so it's a bit of a mute point, but... Hmm. Um, I don't know. It may be your favourite gig experience, your, your best tour, even. I mean, unfortunately, Underworld. Underworld <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. The, the, just the I best mean, I people. Like, I like their music. Mm. They're an yeah. amazing pair of human beings. Um, they, uh, yeah, the, the, how best to describe it? Um, it is a family. It is, yeah. it is totally a family. Um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we, I think we find that a lot in this in- industry that uh, you know people gel so well together and work so well together, and then you know. that's it. And, and knowing each other's sort of you know skill set. I mean, as you said before, you know you, you don't. No one has. There's no sort of well defined. Well, there are well defined roles, but there are grey lines between them. So uh, you know, being being aware that uh, you know if, if if you know there's someone on the crew that maybe doesn't carry a certain set of tools, but you know that you're between you, you've got everything. Then you know it's important to, you know, or, or sort of comforting to know that that's uh, yeah you, you, between you, you might be able to uh, cover it a little bit more effectively. I had one fairly disastrous foray into backline teching with mm-hmm. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't like to talk about those people on front of the stage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for, musicians. For, mm. for 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 reasons I won't go into, one of the 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 backline tech couldn't make a gig in uh, Miami at Ultra, and uh, it was deemed that it was my position to look after the tech, um, you know, the backline, which included uh, uh, my dear heritage. One thousand, right? Um, <laughs> bit of a lump. <laughs> three and a half ton of backline, um, and a load of bits and pieces, and you know, computers and MIDI things and uh, vintage, irreplaceable nonsense. Oh, the, yeah, the 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 fucking vocoder um, mm-hmm. that lives in a flight case that never opens. Right, mm. like. It just has some connectors on the side of the flight case. Uh, everything should be like that. And a, re- and a reset button. <laughs> every, <laughs> every flight case should just be hung from yeah. every truss. I mean, and that's it. It is the, I mean, it's the vocoder that everybody wants. It's the the classic, I can't even remember what it is, but, you know, the yeah, one. Yeah. Mm. But it's so fragile and old. And anyway, turn up to do um, a headline slot at uh, Ultra in Miami. And, uh, yeah, building this backline that I'd never actually seen before because... <laughs> Because it had already gone freight <laughs> before we found out that the backline tech couldn't uh, legally go to America oh, wow. at that point. Um, so managed to get pretty much everything working. 
pretty much, apart from Carl's radio mic. And he'd not been on a cabled mic for like 20 years previous, and I just couldn't get the damn thing happening. And uh, I've got a bit of sound background, you know, I'm not not stupid. But, yeah, it was not a good day at work. Um, What should have been a lovely... I mean, my lighting pack for that was one Parkan. (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, yeah. What colour was it? Uh, well, it changed depending on the oh song. Oh my god! Um, so, <laughs> one of them with wheels on it. Lighting, lighting, <laughs> lighting. Carl on a festival stage at a rave um, was something that Hayden always struggled with until he came up with the idea of the follow par. It's the a par can par. in the pit. Love it. And operated, operated by. A truck driver, a local, <laughs> whoever, a fan, didn't 50 matter. Quid, yeah, well, yeah, you know, here's a bung, yeah. you know, here's a load of colours. <laughs> you know, the songs don't actually start and stop, it's just one continual thing going <laughs> through. So <laughs> if you don't know the band, you've got no chance of following, you know, <laughs> along the set list. But I did get good at um, writing the different colours in different languages around the world and, <laughs> and, and explaining the job with hand signals rather than, you know, <laughs> I bet there's people who have been looking at that follow part and saying, what, what, what was that like? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. no one ever really sussed it but out. But anyway, that was my, my, my truck pack for the, for, for the show was literally a parkan in a box and uh, a bit of cable and yeah that was three tons of backline in the end yeah, <laughs> to ruin your day for... i had uh, yeah to to look after this yeah the rest of it mm. <laughs> which was yeah i mean beautifully made the the the, the backline tech malcolm is uh, you know an absolute incredible everything perfectly made you know labeled and and very very you know multi pins everywhere and you know beautifully done but you know, I had I was struggling. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it's like it's a baptism of fire. It's like when you first get your job in the business, you just say yes to it, yeah. and then you find out, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Unusual gigs. Mm. Yeah, thank you for the title. That's uh, one we <laughs> have used before. <laughs> yeah, we'll phone you when we need something. <laughs> yeah, let's go there. Let's go there. Good friend of mine, uh, Rich Gilson, was lighting a band. Uh, called Dianford. Dianford, yeah, Holy love shit. them. Yeah, yeah, the South African guy. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're an interesting pair. Um, <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Are they as animated in real life as, as they are? Um, I'm assuming you have met them. Uh, toured with, yeah. Toured uh, with did one really tour and... Uh, I was kind of there for Rich, mostly, um, as, you know, yeah, his, uh, his... Yeah, but... but he was struggling with elements of production and, mm-hmm. you know, one of the elements of production he was struggling with was uh, Evil Boy, which is a nine-foot inflatable with a six-foot cock. <laughs> I've um, seen the video so, for that, actually. It's yeah, yeah. Ninja so, running around with this huge cock, it's about arm length, and he's just windmilling it around. It's uh, So at, yeah. at, at the required moment of the, the set, I had the inflatable to... Uh, <laughs> um, and I had inflatable in, uh, experience from Underworld. We used to tour these... 30 foot, 20 foot, 10 foot, great big inflatable, like basically massive uh, glow sticks right. with lights in them and stuff. Right. So, yeah, little little sideline inflatables. Um, <laughs> so it was like, oh, James, you know, you can stage manage, you can do this, you know, you know, good with inflatables. Sounded <laughs> like the ideal gig. Um, we had, you know, a reasonable European tour, ended up in Russia. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, yeah, uh, 
Were you working with many South Africans? On, on uh, my missus is South African. Oh, really? Um, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, she's okay. uh, yeah from PNB, and uh, uh-huh. she wasn't that keen on me working with them <laughs> because of their reputation and right. what they, you know, they're yeah. the type of people. But she came to see the show in Brixton, and even though it wasn't her type of music, it wasn't her type of thing, she was really impressed with the energy. And the production. Yeah, quite a spectacle. It was, it was quite yeah. a good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's Watching move on. Watching me flail around with a <laughs> six-foot cock. Yeah. yeah, what's, like, the best production do you reckon you've ever seen, or what? What's the See, I think... Do I'm, you think a lot of lights make a difference, or can oh, it be just... Oh, no, you Can see, it just I'm, be four? I, I, I think there's a... I'm, I'm not a designer. <laughs> I'm very much a tech. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, very much a butler. Um, but... The thing for me with raves weren't about overwhelming the senses. For me, raves and parties were about losing, depriving the senses. So it was about the darkness. It was about okay. getting lost within something. So I think the, uh, the especially in America with all the big EDM festivals, it's all about overkill. Sure. It's it's about overpowering people's senses with 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 all the screen and all the lights and yeah. on all the time and you know like daylight um, and. It's one of the reasons why it's quite hard with Underworld to go into those big American mega raves, EDM festivals, because, you know, we go in and the first thing we do is turn everything off, <laughs> you know. And it's, it's not just lighting, it's, it's audio as well. Like, audio for most people is this sort of overly compressed onslaught of constant noise. Right. Um, so you go into a festival there and, like, you know, the first thing we do is make it dark and suddenly drop the volume down and like people would be a bit what unsettled what's going yeah. on mm. don't this isn't why is it not loud and blary and flashing and mm. you know so it, it i love it oh, it's, yeah, but it's fantastic. a different you know we didn't have a lot of lights back in you know like we had mm. oh, you know half a broken strobe how can you tell when it's broken <laughs> you don't know it's just flashing on and off um but yeah like and and you used Sound to you used to rock up with like six golden scans and a couple of strobes and people would be like this is amazing you know like whereas the technology now is so much more widespread and available mm. and cheaper and cheap <laughs> that you know people now expect you know more and more and more well um, the ticket prices aren't cheap i guess no no that's true but um again yeah it's uh, for me it's not the way to you know i don't get lost at a festival like i do at a rave you know mm. it's overwhelming the senses you just get bored of it you know, I, I, I'm the... 100% with you, absolutely. I think you get more fun out of four lights than 400 lights, I really do. And also it's uh, it's the skill of the operator. It's really easy to turn on, you know, 100 lights, put them in a big circle and set them strobing. You know, that looks amazing and yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. easy. Whereas building something up or sure. taking a journey... It's more theatrical then, isn't yeah. it? More theatre-like yeah. or theatre-esque. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Sorry, I'm sorry I mentioned the word theatre. You know, I am from the combined university of non-theatrical stagehands, yeah. obviously. It's know. not it's not a uh, it's not an arena I've ever been that interested in. I was briefly dallied with the youth theatre like back in the day, but we didn't right. Well, funny enough, we um we didn't have a, a theatre, so that was a bit of a misnomer. And we weren't very youthful, so that was also <laughs> a misnomer. Um, but we basically it was we we borrowed warehouses Right. Turned them into theatres for a, a week and then, you know, stripped it all back and put it back into a, a an old railway lockup. Um but yeah, for a couple of years of you know, whilst I was uh tail end of school, beginning of work, uh did a bit of that. But it was never really anything that caught my interests. 
you know, there was girls there. That's probably why I did it. <laughs> yeah, we kind yeah. of worked out you get in the music business for one reason, and it's not <laughs> yeah, the reason yeah, that everybody thinks it is, you know. Yeah. I just love art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, really shit beer. Really you know, shit like, you know, we want to get a sponsor, but you know, I'm not going to give this one a plug at no, all. No, no. Four no. <laughs> oh. percent. So uh, maybe Russell from Good Things could probably send us a crate or two. That's, there you go. Uh, how's that? You know, a little advert there for exactly right. Yeah, exactly absolutely. right. Yeah. Anything to help it along. Mm. So have you had any favourite places that you've toured to in all the many bands you've worked with? Uh, I mean, I've been fairly lucky to do quite a lot of New Zealand. Um, oh, nice. And uh, if you do things like the Big Day Off or Laneway, you often end up with a week in New Zealand wow. because you're doing, you know, you're doing a, a, a travelling festival run around. So you know. How's the gear? You just borrow the gear that's there or you take gear with you? or? Uh, well, uh Obviously, there's a house lighting rig. Sure. You know, we wouldn't take too much there. You know, right. but if uh, say I did it with Bonobo, uh, we'd you know f- have a fly pack, a backline. Um, I was doing video for that. Um, well, servers. I say video. Like <laughs> the person pressing play was the man on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I just made sure it went onto the screens in the way. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. again, technical, sure. not art. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so we'd fly down there. But it, you'd often do like a a, a three weekend sort of set up so you'd do like big day out would be like Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne one weekend. Are you and doing then festivals, venues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a travelling festival. Okay. Um yeah. so yeah, and there'd be lots of the same bands and you'd all be flying on the same flights and it would basically rotate around. Right. You know, so yeah. they'd have three stages set up and you know, day one would be here, day two would be there, day three would be there and you okay. just yeah, loop round, but um, sounds awful. You also you also get time off, which is so, and time off, fuck yeah. Time off is yeah, absolutely yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely fuck yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was two years ago. I had like two and a half weeks off in New Zealand in that year. It's not a bad job when you get it right, is which it? isn't too bad. But that was mm. very. But you fortunate. can tell everybody it is a really hard job. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is possibly <laughs> the hardest job in the yeah. world. No, I've, I've, I say I've been I've been very fortunate, and uh, I'm sort of waiting with bated breath to see if any of it will ever come back. Um, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that is a very very poignant point. Don't want to. Don't want to bring everyone down. But, no, but. You know, no, I can't imagine. I think we're this. already on our knees, though. Yeah, aren't we? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I, we can't go any lower. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been fucking fortunate um, to uh, to to work for the people I've worked for and to travel to the places I've travelled to. So, if it's all fucked and it's never going to happen You've again, you've got a book. I've I've done enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's uh, lovely. Well, know. I'm sure it's going to come back. I mean, the thing that worried me was about the Barcelona gig recently, which for 5,000 people, 5,000 people in a mask looking at you. It must be your worst nightmare. <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got like a, a hospital, and then you get that, what must that be like? It must be your worst nightmare. And if that's the future, then fuck me, I really don't know. I don't I mean, know. I mean, I've got high hopes. I reckon it's going to, I really do think it's going to bounce back because, I mean, people are desperate to see it again, aren't they? Um they're yeah. desperate, yeah, but I think... I mean, just look at the... My house is on the um, sort of main um, thoroughthrough from the station pretty much down to 
the beach there and just throngs of people yesterday all mocking down and then obviously all coming back up sunburnt as fuck because <laughs> no one's had to wear a sunscreen for a, about a year and a half so <laughs> everyone forgot to bring it but uh you know it's it, people are clearly clearly very keen to uh sort of congregate again yeah, and I think that, but that's different, isn't it? I think we're talking about some, a promoter taking on the, uh, someone who's going to ensure mm. a massive production travelling around the world. Is that going to happen? You mm. know, is it going to happen? No, a foreseeable future at the minute is just like outdoor gigs. But have you got any bookings? Uh, I mean, <laughs> September booking, is yeah. uh, when they're talking about it coming back. Have you had bank any holiday weekend? There was, a, there was a, about about a month ago. There was a scramble where uh, you know about. Just just before Reading and Leeds was announced, I had about five phone calls on one day, hmm. basically about that bank holiday weekend for various various right. festivals. So, and in, in fact, I even had one like the day day before yesterday. Another company right. well, called that's... me up. So that's that seems to be the one that hmm. you know Victorious has just announced in Portsmouth. Yeah, and, you know, there's 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 indications that things may happen, but. Yeah, until we get to that yeah. point, I don't really so trust these, it. the big I mean, companies that are out there. They are genuinely still chomping at the bit to get get events going and put on festivals because I can imagine they must have lost money hand of a fist over the last however long. So I think the problem at the minute is insuring them because you know how, how you yeah if it's yeah. if it you know who, who's what what reasonably sound minded insurance companies going <laughs> to back anything like that at the minute yeah. it just seems a bit odd and I don't know if the government's going to be helping at all but uh, yeah so last year I actually ended up doing three months on a festival site of a kind uh, up north not the one you're probably thinking about that's when I spoke to you I spoke yeah, to yeah, you yeah. Not, not the one with the, uh, the the little pens it was a it was one with um, yeah uh, but the the people that were running it didn't have a festival background and they were brave enough to take a gamble. Mm -hmm. I don't think they lost much money, but they certainly didn't make the money that mm. they thought they could have mm. done. But then they were trying, they didn't, you know, they, they were saying that they were, you know, 500 capacity gig. And so, you know, it's not a lot of tickets to sell 500. Mm. But when you're looking at two months, four days a week, Suddenly, you're trying to sell as many tickets as a Reading Festival, mm -hmm. you know. But you've got all the overheads and costs running on that long sure. of you know a two month it ended extend, extending for another month. So uh, yeah, so I think the only people that really did well out of it, unfortunately, is probably me. But um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I had a wage. I had, I had a wage for a couple. Of, oh, actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a full. It wasn't my full wage, but it was better you know, than a kick in the nuts. It was three months at work, and mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic, that's yeah, that's oh, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, the live music industry is the one that theoretically has been the hardest hit because it's just <laughs> indefinite. We, we're still in a misnomer mm -hmm. as to when it may or may not start again. Yeah. Um, you were saying <clears throat> about Leeds Festival and festivals starting up. I mean, how how would that even work? I mean, I I I. Willfully ignorant of, of, yeah. of, of that side of things, like it just I, I just know my that, mind. Like, you could, how would you put on a festival now at this time? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's uh, you're, you're rolling like, some weight. I mean, dice there. all the it's stuff not... you have to deal with putting on an event mm. that five hundred and upwards. Just mm. the, the amount of I mean, stuff as you said, you, the sort of the, the amount, amount, you have to amount deal of work with... you have to put in before a show, like, especially like Reading and Leeds. I mean, you, mm. you start those the minute the fucking last one finishes. You know, you've got a year of uh, 
you know, getting everything, getting <laughs> all your ducks back, in a yeah. row. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's it's not cheap, <laughs> not cheap at all. So um, it is one. So what do you reckon one of the most um, sort of expensive rigs? I know you said you said you've done a lot of stuff with um, uh, LED wall. Yep. Now that stuff's not cheap. What's the what's the sort of largest uh, bit of LED wall you think you put in, and what kind of uh, what kind of uh, money are we talking about with uh, something like that? See, again, it's um, uh, one of the pleasures of my job, even... Ignorance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not, I mean, you, you get... I've done very little bits of production, and that's when it starts to come in. But um, uh, the, the best thing about my job is I never have to care about how much something costs. Yeah. <laughs> never, like... Well, as a lampy, you know, if you need something, I can give you a solution. You right. know, I don't have to think about, you mm. know, overheads, cost. You know, I, I do appreciate the promoters and people who do... Mm you know, are fighting that battle or the company owners that, you know, but again, like the, the willful ignorance of it, you know, it, it's, it's sometimes good to tell a, a local crew that like you just dropped with eight grand, you know, but mm. be a bit more careful next time, mm. please. But, you know, I don't have to, you know, worry about that. I'm, I'm also, it's, it's quite, I don't know, cause I don't have to deal with that side of the business. I, I kind of enjoy it more, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, I'm, I've I've done carnets for you know millions of quids worth of gear, but you know it doesn't really, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, a, another tool that I'm sure. lugging around. You know, it's not something that I, I don't have to sell something. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to do finance. I don't have to do, you know, even as a production manager, my style of production managing has been mostly looking after things for other people that have already advanced it. It's not really. Yeah, I don't call myself a production manager. I just sort of... Production damager, maybe. (laughs) Well, that was fun. That was a good laugh. That was always... It's always a good laugh. Um, Yeah, well, uh, there will be more next week. It will, yeah, definitely. We'll be here every week, and uh, we hope our listeners will stay tuned because we're going to bring more and more to... To, to the show and please tell your friends of course we uh, yeah, we want to want to spread this as far as we can I uh, want to say a big thank you of course to um, Johnny at Brighton Sound System he has helped us out with some of the equipment to do this with um, check him out brightonsoundsystem.com he delivers sets it up and then when you're too hungover the next day he'll even come and pack it down for you so we highly recommend him um, I think that's everything for today right that has been us yes I would say uh, goodnight see you next episode we have been uh, Racket which is roadies and crew keeping emotions testicle <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>